welcome to Auto Media Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Scherer from the YouTube channel, Mark and Cars. I'm joined every week with my co-host, Simon McGrath, also known as Simon the Classic Car Dude. G'day, Simon. Hello, fellow car tragics. Each episode, we'll talk all things cars. Classics, modern, exotic, old school, future classics, electric, diesel, sports car, family trucks, you name it, we're interested in it. Like always, if you've got an opinion or want to contribute, please DM me. You'll find me across most social media as Mark and Cars. That's Mark with a C. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, g'day everyone. Welcome to Auto Media Podcast, episode 10, final episode of the season. We are live at Celebration of the Motor Car, Cottesloe Civic Centre, 2021. G'day, Simon. How are you today? Very well, thank you, young Mark. Good to Extremely hear. Extremely well. What a lovely view we have today. It is stunning. We're on the lower lawn here at the Cottesloe Civic Centre. It is overlooking a sea of Porsches, Ferraris, Cadillacs, Italian sports cars of other brands like what have we got over there? Fulvias, Lanchas, Di Tommasos, and after that is the Indian Ocean. The sparkling Indian Ocean. You know this building was built by Claude E. de Bunnells. I did not know that. And uh, it was during the first West Australian gold boom when uh, when Kalgoorlie and Coolgardie had more opera houses than any other city in the world. Anyway, there was a massive amount of wealth pour, pouring into the state of Western Australia. And Claude E. de Bunnells was a raconteur, a bit of a rascal, actually. He was he. He, um, he went to London to see his shareholders after losing massive amounts of money and managed to talk them all, this is in a public forum in a hall, managed to talk them all into reinvesting more money. <laughs> and anyway, it did pay off in the end. But he was such a raconteur. He made the, the likes of uh, Andrew Forrest look like um, amateurs. Anyway, he, um, he built this magnificent house on the coast in Cottesloe. Uh, it's not quite Villa d'Est, but it's uh, very spectacular. And it's over many acres, and it uh, is terraced down towards the Indian Ocean and has um, sort of Gothic uh, stone walls, and uh, it's quite a beautiful thing. The inside of it is completely lined with rare West Australian hardwoods. And now it is the Cottesloe Civic Centre and the chambers for the council. So it's an amazing thing. You've got pine trees, which are probably, uh, well, I don't know, 30... 35 uh, metres tall and uh, beautiful lawns and uh, formal gardens. It's a, just a delight and a backdrop of the sparkling Indian Ocean. And what a day we've got, Mark. It is stunning. I think we're dealing with, I don't know, somewhere mid to high 20s at a guess. The sea breeze is in just the right amount. Glorious. But let's talk about what we're all here for today. Yeah, look, hey, Mark, that seagull over there needs a haircut. <laughs> yes. Let's hear, what are we here to talk about today, Mark? Well, classic today, cars. We are here to talk about classic cars, and this is a curated event by invitation only. So we have some pretty extraordinary examples across mostly European brands, some American. Yes. Um, well, first, let's, the, the idea of curation means hand-picked, you know, uh, selected um, at the exclusion of others. And this is our best of the best, isn't it? I think it is uh, as good as you could expect to hope to see on a day like this. You know, there is uh, some brands are, you know, quite obvious by their absence, but who, the Paul who does the curation, who was a previous guest on the podcast, I think he's done an impeccable job today. We're actually sitting in front of the Porsche display. I'll just give yeah. you a quick rundown because I 
did a bit of a walk around. We've got a long wheelbase, long hood car here. I'm guessing about a, somewhere between 70 and 72, that sort of number. Um, American delivered car. It is got Fuchs. I know it's American from those incredibly unattractive front overriders on it. We had a lovely 996.2 turbo with a in navy blue, those anthracite Mark, twist wheels a, are nice. Oh, sorry, interrupting you. Let's go back to the uh, the long nose. Yes. What colour is that? Bahama yellow. Bahama. God, it's attractive. It looks so of period, if you know what I mean. It does, and I think it's complemented with that Porsche black Porsche decal down the yeah. side with those Fuchs, and the, the it's, a, it's a good balance, isn't it? It is. The colours of that period were almost so primary. There, you remember Viper green? Yeah. How could I not? And you know that that's really that's big and in your face for such a diminutive car because you compare that to the was it a 996 or a 997 next to it the turbo yep it's um yep it's definitely a um yeah that is a 99 that is a 996 it is a 996.2 so it's the second of the generation Jeez. uh those anthracite twist wheels look very nice don't they i didn't know they made a 6.2 never mind Nine. that was <laughs> chevrolet i think you'll find <laughs> um, how about the Guards Red 930 parked right next to it? How of the era is that when you're talking of the era? That is so yeah. 1988. It is incredible. That screams stockbroker, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you might be it right. It absolutely screams stockbroker with the, uh, the rear spoiler with the tray lip on it. Yeah, and it is a big tea tray. We've got a uh, quite a unique 997 gt3 rs there as well and for those who are um aficionados of the water-cooled porsche brand that is a bit of a halo car it's um you know and it's in stunning it's a great color i think it's like a charcoal or yeah, red like or something I, like that i dig those uh, sort of flat mm-hmm. colors really mark i don't think water per se h2o is ever going to find its way near that cooling system <laughs> you Never. might be right but it could be used <laughs> and we've got a 993 cabriolet with yeah. a European-made hardtop of some sort. It's a be, good thing. I wonder if it's a tech art. Or, I, I would love to know I who like made it. that thing. Yeah, it's uh, it follows the contour really well. It, it does. It, it is, if you don't have a close look, it looks like a coupe. Yeah. Uh, the average punter in the street would would think it was a, a mm-hmm. fixed head, yeah. 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 So anyway, that's that's the uh, Porsche car. So There's a little, oh, little red bathtub oh, thing yeah. in the corner. Yeah, okay. And What's my, that? And then my 356. <laughs> yeah, sure. Did it? It got here without fire or anything today? <laughs> it did, fortunately. <laughs> I am um, seriously unkind. Yep. Oh, look, that's okay. <laughs> the um, We're also, we've got some vendor cars there. There's a new GT3 992 there and a, and a stunning SL 500 AMG, one of the early AMG cars yeah, over they've there. They've come into their own. Um, I th- I, look, I think that series is called a... Um, W117. Yeah, okay. And that's a, a SL500 that's had the AMG sort of sprinkle dust on it. Yep, yep. Nice number plate too, 500 AMG. But they have a certain um, stance which I really dig. That's that broad, I own the world German stance. It's just fabulous. That stance screams German muscle car to It me. does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good looking car, particularly in a hardtop. Yes. Which, well, that's got a you know, oh, factory hardtop on it. Yeah, it does have a factory hardtop on it. And then we've got the array of Ferraris parked yes, behind that. Yes, I can that. see an F40 over there. There is an and F40. And a Daytona. I, you know, it's, I love an F40. Like, it's one of my one of my uh, lotto cars mm, if I was to have a zillion dollars, right? Bedroom poster car. Yeah, to a degree. You know, yeah. I'd go the Daytona any day of the week. And I was just about to comment. I think the Daytona might be outshining it parked right next to it. Those wire wheels. Yeah, the Baronis. Yeah, the stance on it. It is pretty stunning. No, I dig them. I just love them in any colour, 
just about any colour. They look just stunning. Um, tail end, that's for me the last really great Ferrari that, that really, really excites me. I drove one once from Melbourne to Phillip Island. And, really? Uh, one yeah. of these things? Yeah. Three, like a three, uh, are they, is it a 365? Is that what they're called? GTB or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 365 GTB uh, Berlinetta. And um, yeah, a good thing. They, um, they are truck-like, particularly at low speeds, but once they really get going, they lighten up and that motor is silky smooth and pulls like a train. Okay. A big clunky gearbox, but I like a big clunky gearbox. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, okay. And you know somebody has to be the master of it. You know, it's like it requires you to, to be the boss of it. Yep. And I yep. dig that too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. A mate of mine who um, went through a messy divorce and sold it um, let me drive it from uh, Melbourne to Phillip Island and around the place, and we, we went there for the historics. Fantastic yeah. Yeah, weekend. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, what, what better day could you have than driving a car like that from Melbourne to Phillip Island? Yeah, I was, uh, I was very Island. privileged, really. Yep. Got a nice uh, blue Dino. Got a th- <gasps> that, I think, is Dick, not Dick Ward's. Um, the guy that used to own a wrecking business, Midland Wreckers, yep. years and years ago. He took me for a drive in that car around Wanneroo Park when I was 11 years old. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember his name, but he was a, a cool cat. It had a bit to do with WA Sporting Car Club, mm-hmm. and um, he had that car from new for years and years and years. And I, I, I think it sold about I don't know ten years back. Okay. But uh, uh, never been painted, never been restored. Absolute scream. That car's never been restored. No. That Screaming is a cracker. Beauty. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Blue two four six Dino. Sure. Stunner. Sure. And there's, look, there's a few other odds and sods of the Ferrari uh, paddock over there. I just some hide, sods. I there's want, a GTC next to the. Oh no, that's a yeah. It uh, is a GTC. A four, no, it's a four Lusso. It, it is a. It's a good one. I right. love them. Yeah, look, you know, as far as a you know a four seater Ferrari goes, it's probably the pick of the bunch, a isn't it? Bargain when compared to a Daytona, because pretty much there's a there's a, a difference in the. <laughs> is it um, everything a bargain compared to yeah, a, much, yeah. <laughs> a Daytona? The carburation is different, and they have a wet sump. I think that's the main difference there. Um, a little heavier too. Yep. Yep. The. There's the French paddock over the back, and have yes. you seen that beige Delahaye that's there? I haven't yet, but I did see oh somebody riding up with a, a bicycle with onions across the handlebars. <laughs> this, <laughs> the Delahaye, I think, could very well be the pick of the bunch for me. It could be the best um, car, the car that we've seen here at the show. For, like I've been upstairs, I've been downstairs, and um, yeah, it, I know the restoration was finished just the other uh, day. You yeah. know, like on Friday, I think it was before the event. Yeah, um, God knows what they spent. I mean, that's... That, Does it matter? Well, no. Are you happy with the outcome? It's an interesting... It's a, it becomes a mute point if it doesn't matter. But that level of work requires very serious um, deep pockets. It does. The Overall, I would say the interior detail of that car, mm. world class. That is, um, there is very few cars that... You've got to have a look at the dash of that thing. It is, is it just, sort of Baroque or what, what are we looking at? More like Art Deco. Art De- okay, so yeah. yep. that, uh, I was at Goodwood one year and they had the, some of the Alfa Romeos from the 30s, which sure. is similar. I think that's a 49, that Yeah, thing. 49, yeah. Um, but it was, but it's probably using tech from the mid-30s anyway, really. Yeah, yeah, very much. Because of, yeah. And uh, the dashes on these early Alphas um, were very... Um, well, some of them even had, like, Baroque material going across them. And yep. then the gauges set into the material. Sure. But there were several that also were Art Deco in feel. You know, the highly ornate, that um, craft period of yep. uh, design. Yep. Okay. Beautiful stuff. I love yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's stunning. Um, 
I'm just give me a sec. I've got to fix up my microphone mount, so you can he's crap on about, about whatever you want to talk about. He's actually fixing up his hair. That's what he's up to. <laughs> my hair, can you imagine? He doesn't have any. <laughs> From somebody who is amply blessed with hair. Amply blessed with hair. <laughs> we talking about on, we talking about on your back? <laughs> Look, you could pick pick a spot. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. make much difference. Palms of my hands, you'll find hair. You know? <laughs> you're, not, you're not Robinson Crusoe there. I'll give you the right. tip. Uh, dear. So this is all very pleasant. Uh, I'm just waiting for a parade of young girls to walk by and stop and chat to me. Do you think I might be here till midnight? I think you might be. Um, <laughs> more importantly, though, yeah. this being the last um, episode of the season for us, yeah. let's um, talk about the season that was. And yeah, it's the been, it's been terrific fun. Oh, I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait till we get to the uh, that particular um, guest. But I'm going to go through the list of guests that we had. From, right. And we'll talk about the highlights of each one of those episodes. Um, give me a moment, I'll pull that detail yes. up. He's really doing his hair again, folks. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Just calm For down. For our listeners in Argentina, um, I just want to say thank you very much. We were, were we number one in Argentina again this week? I didn't check Argentina. I'll, I will have to double check, though. He doesn't mean it. He loves you. Keep those cards and letters rolling in and checks. We do appreciate it. I do like the Argentinian desserts. Yeah, I do too. But I, that's, that doesn't say much because I like most desserts. <laughs> I did a bit of Which Arabic. is the main reason why we are doing this episode as a podcast, not a video. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> My magnificence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who was... Johnny Ross was episode number one. Our little podcaster with the American... Oh, yeah. I see the Aussie muscle cars. We had a great little chat. He we was a dude. He was good fun. And He's the, I think of him as the barra man, the Ford barra. Because he is a, he, you know, that, um, you get those t-shirts that say LS the world. Well, that man would wear a t-shirt that says Barra the world. Because well, his videos are them. going quite well. Yeah, his videos are going well. I've some, had a look at, had a look at him. I we think had, he's got a good niche. Mm-hmm. We had, a, we, then the following podcast, we spoke to Marco at the Porsche Centre. We actually brought, we did that uh, podcast from the Porsche Centre um, there. And it worked out quite well. Just, just while I want to interrupt you there, I'm sorry, Mark, but in keeping with our event, we've managed to get a tiger moth to fly past. That's the uh, the drone you <laughs> can hear in the background. So yeah, let me see if I can get a, that in a the biplane. Uh, oh, it's going to come uh, up on the. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. I've been for a ride in one of those. It was good fun. Well, you not you didn't have to get go anywhere fast, did you? No, and it is like that. Landing them and uh, taking off all, all happens very slow. Yep, it's fabulous. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like driving my car, really. I don't. Know, I think they're 1914 or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lovely. so, yeah, Marco Magnaterra out there at the Porsche Centre Perth. They were very uh, hospitable and welcoming us to the event. I'll uh, sorry, to their location. And Marco's story about starting his apprenticeship there and yeah. working up. And now as a salesman, it seemed to be yeah, a good one. Got a shiny suit and everything. He did have a shiny And a big watch. Yeah. He did yeah, have a big watch, good. didn't he? Yeah. And um, then we had our first international guest with Ajmal. First of many to come, Mark. I've no doubt. Yeah, Najmal was a, uh, he was a cat. He was good fun, He's wasn't he? He was a dude. He? I enjoyed him too. Yep. With his Boxster and... Uh, 996 and his MG and his 912. Yeah. He's, he's got a problem with cars. Like the rest <laughs> of us and the listeners, no doubt as well. And the story of his golf wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he bought to take <laughs> things to the tip. That's right, yeah. That <laughs> cost what no, no, tip they don't have cost. wagons in the UK. Oh, estate. Estate, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Alex was the guest after yeah, that. Alex Forrest, what a gentleman. He and, was. Uh, he's a very measured man. He's um, articulate and, yeah, measured. He was, he's a joy. I actually felt like 
Unclean. That podcast could have gone on for hours with Alex. Oh, Jesus, all of them, all of them could go on for hours, buddy. <laughs> it's, that doesn't actually say very much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And Alex has been around, you know, the same sort of period I've been around. I'm a bit older than Alex, but mm-hmm. you know, we got into Volvo's at the same time, and yep. he's still got his, and I've had a hundred since. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the automotive yep. slut. There could be something in that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> then we spoke to Jack Quinn from Benzina Magazine in, yeah. in Melbourne. And uh, you hear what an amazing background that guy had. Yeah, eh? he's in the he's in the deep end. Uh, you know, I I and I'd suggest you maybe we play at the shallow end of uh, car ownership. And uh, you know, I'm not uh, I haven't raced many uh, pre-war Alfa Romeos recently mm-hmm. or uh, or anything wacky yep. like that. But that guy does, and right. he started a magazine, which I hats off to him. Jeez, good one too. A very tasty Benzina. Pretty, yeah, yeah, some pretty interesting. Um, Features of his magazine style too, just by having a you know sections of just um, oh what do you call it um course, just photos just what, yeah, yeah they, without any story whatsoever and then yeah. moved on to something else. You That's know? A, a specifically for you, Mark. No like, words. Oh, no, to I read. can read. Yeah, okay. I can read. Yes. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> then we had the man who has no self control. <laughs> he buys every car he ever sees. I've been on the show all the time. <laughs> What's wrong with you, <laughs> Mark Coulson? <laughs> Oh yeah, Mark's uh, Mark's a cat too. He's uh, he's got his own warehouse, and in like that, we all want. In that is a treasure trove of uh, wow, really eclectic, interesting stuff. That some of it would surprise you, and some of it wouldn't, because it's uh, yeah. But a cool cat, and he knows his cars. At the moment, he's sort of having a, a BMW phase, seventies and eighties BMWs. There's certainly no shortage of phases occurring. That's right. It's the phase I have after the phase. Yeah, yeah. Followed by the yeah. next phase. Um, then the following uh, podcast after that, we spoke to the organiser of this event. Yeah, Paul Blank. He's um, he's done a good job. Yeah, I, look, Paul, Paul is one of those few people, uh, through circumstance and passion, he's able to indulge himself in, in this. So, you know, um, I don't know if Paul makes a great living from all of this, but he's able to survive and bring car culture to Perth on all sorts of levels, from this being the very, very top end of it, to um, you know the once-a-month get-together of about 800 cars at the University of Western Australia. So, you know, Paul's... Um, and he's done tons of driving events and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yep, he's... Um, yeah. Terrific he's, fellow. And, and he's got some ter- terrific ideas coming up in terms of driving events around Perth and the Swan Valley. But I'll tell you more about those later. Good one. Yep, so Paul, and um, I've got a bit of tragic news about our guests from a couple of weeks ago, Godfrey Everett, whose 356 was supposed to be here today, and he was unfortunately involved in a four-car accident on the way oh, on Canning Highway. No. Yes. So, oh, that hurt. Yeah, so he was involved in a group of cars that all went up the back of each other oh, in his 356. So, yeah, it's... Oh, what a shame. And is Godfrey okay? Godfrey is... Physically okay, emotionally somewhat oh, yeah, rattled, he, as you can imagine. I mean, like he's had that car, he bought it off, and he looked. He I, I, during that podcast, um, I speculated that I knew the salesman that sold him that car, a guy called Lindsay Hayward, sure, who worked at Berryman's at the period. And so Godfrey got back to me, and he sent me a. Um, he got out the receipt from when he bought that car in the seventies, I think, yeah, it was, yeah, or late sixties, and um, yeah, sure enough, it was Lindsay Hayward at Berryman Car Sales in Canning Highway in South Perth that sold him the car. Anyway, that's very sad news. Yep. Um, right, look, I hope he's okay. It's not the first time the car's had a hit and probably <laughs> won't be the last. <laughs> uh, you know, of the people that were to happen to, I mean, you wouldn't wish it on anyone, but Godfrey's one of the 
few people that are so well equipped and organised and well resourced to be able to do a magnificent job. He, it's probably the precursor to a full restoration, if I know him. I don't think he's a car restoration guy. Uh, I don't know. He, well, he, his uh, nine nine his nine elevens had like a thousand iterations. Yeah, but each it's, one of those it's never been actually the... been restored. You know, no, it's, no. A, it's always. Um, it's been repaired to functionality would be my descriptor. Yeah. We shall see. Watch the space. Mm-hmm. And good luck, Godfrey. Yep. And I found it, yeah, with Godfrey's um, podcast, I found it absolutely fascinating that he had a car that he used in the London City Marathon. Yes. The Carrera Sydney, Cup. Sydney to London, I think. I see. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, London and Sydney. Unless you drove it in reverse. No, he rode, it was London and Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Was it London and Sydney? Yes, what yeah. Year? 2000? Is that what he said? Hmm. I think it's 2000. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, Carrera Cup. Mm. Target Tasmania. Yep. So the, the same car, like in this day and age, it'd be unheard of to use the same sort of, ve- the same car to be for those all those three styles mm. of events. Oh, look, I, I agree with you totally. You're, you're spot on, Mark. I think it's got to do with uh, the value of the cars rising so much and... Um, people wanting to keep them as a certain theme, whether it's originality or mm-hmm. a, uh, a particular theme. I think it's to do with the value of the cars. Yeah, okay. Yep. The, um, so, and yeah, and then we, last week, we spoke to Ben O'Callaghan. We did. The and, big um, man himself, the big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> Benny boy. The big Ben Lowski. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, that, that, that's actually been a really well-received podcast too. It's had some great feedback and... Um, yeah, I'm not surprised either. He's, uh, you know, he's charismatic. He is. Is our, is our Ben? Mm-hmm. And um, we've actually seen him here today. He doesn't. He does not like to miss these types of events. So it was good to catch if up you, with him again. If you wonder who the hell we're talking about, and you want to go back to the next episode and listen, uh, Ben is the current uh, service technician for Tesla cars in, in Western Australia, and ex Porsche mechanic at uh, Chillingworth. So, guy with an interesting background. He's got a great story about the 964, which he bought off a friend of the family and was sort of uh, leveraged into uh, sympathetically, and he just loves that car. Somebody told me he's building a four-litre motor for it. I wouldn't be surprised. That wouldn't surprise me either, and that's the car to do it, because it's, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a slight customization rather than a, a you know, totally original one. That's about getting to the threshold of those air-cooled motors yeah. with um, you know, yeah. capacity and cooling and all that sort of stuff, is my understanding. Yeah. Um, let me just sit this here. I can see your microphone stands now. Yeah, I've got a no good either. Droop, Let me see if I can fix that while you keep mate. talking. <laughs> That's right. Try and stop me talking. No, we're good. We're good. It's that thing there that is uh, it's gone a bit droopy on us. I'll hold it. Yeah, that's right. Just looking at uh, what do you call those f- like station wagon uh, Panameras? What are they called? Over in the corner. No, that's what I said. It's a station wagon Panamera. Because that's what it looks like. Across Turismo, explain that to me because I don't know. It's, um, he said he didn't know, like folks. For, you, you know, an off-roady thing. Yeah, it's, it's, My God. Fully okay, because that's got like I don't know, thirty-inch rims on it or something, and like twenty-profile tires. Goodness me. Yeah. Hey, it's um, it's just a stunning day down at the Cottesloe Civic Centre, and there's a, a backdrop of pine trees and there's some uh, malalukas and some uh, sandalwood trees and you've got this green green lawn the blue west australian sky and the indian ocean's got a bit of a haze over it today we can just make out rotnest 
and it really does remind me of Pebble Beach in Monterey. Looking out? Interesting. Oh, look, I've not been there. I'm looking forward to the opportunity sometime in the near future, but I'm not Very too similar. sure when that'll be. Very similar, Mark. Okay. There's more, uh, I think the, the, the topography is more uh, dramatic in uh, Monterey. Sure. But uh, this is pretty bloody good too, let me tell you. Yeah, okay, good one. Yep. Um, with regards to the, have you had a, much of a walk around? No, I just walked in. I was so desperate about running late and bringing chairs that, uh, <laughs> that I came straight here. Why is it the people that live the closest are always the latest? <laughs> Sorry? Why is it the people that live the closest are always well, the latest? You know what it is? I'm probably, um, you know, defect in, in this point, but I'd rather be uh, worthwhile waiting for than on time. How about, unpack that one for my psychologist friends. I, 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 I will. Okay. <laughs> because I was taught as a youth that people who are not punctual believe their time is more important than yours. You may be right. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, I, I think part of the problem is my over-optimism. I think I'll just do that. Oh, and I'll do that oh, too. Oh, we'll, you think you can get more done? Is I that... think like, I'll get that done. I'll carry yeah, it. I'll yeah, drop yeah. it off in the garage on the way here. Sure. And I'll, you know, bloody bring the laundry in and I'll do this. Just all in the, you know. Anyway, it works sometimes. Yep. Life's highly productive and good fun. <laughs> and that, isn't that the measure? Yep. So you bought some wheels today. Uh, yeah, I brought, uh, well, I didn't. You know, I bought very undramatic wheels because I brought chairs, Mark, and I've got the Suzuki Swift. Ah, no, hang on. No, no. Oh, I bought. You bought some wheels I you today. I brought. No, yeah. bought. I bought a set of, um, uh, I think they're called Flowline mesh rims, and they're going on the Volvo 240. Now, they're yep. quite spectacular. They're that classic hot wire rim yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. centre and then a polished alloy lip. Now, they're mm -hmm. 8-inch on the rear, 7s on the front. They're in 15 uh, yep, diameter yep. Mm -hmm. with the right stud pattern for the Volvo. So this is the car I'm in the process of lowering. So it very, very simple thing. They'll, they fit in the wheel arch nicely. Um, you know, I was going to build a set of 17 steelies. Yeah, okay. I'd gone down that path uh, without actually pressing the button completely. Sure. I got the rims and I was going to do it and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it was quite a palaver in terms of getting them engineered. Yeah. But this uh, gives me the sort of the, the lightness of look that I'm looking for. Yep. Much, yep. More, much more simple than where they went up on Marketplace this morning and I snaffled them. Yeah, and, that's the um, best way to do it. The the owner um, gave me a call and said, Are you sure you still want those rims? I'm inundated with offers. I said, no, they're mine. So I'll uh, tidy that up this afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm, so I'm excited about it. It's a white car with highly polished um, alloy rims. What colour are you going to paint the centres? Body uh, colour? Go, no, I'm going to go silver. Yeah, OK. Yeah, so I, or, or sort of a grey. Mm -hmm. um, not a hammer tone, but a, you know, there's that sort of steel rim look. So that'll be the centres and then high-polished uh, alloy um, uh, lips on them, which I think is just going to look super hot. Yes. I, and I quite like the look of the body colour on those, uh, those hot wires. Yeah, I could go white in the centres, but anyway, currently they're black. And the... <laughs> just pause for a sec. Gonna, this is going to be an editing moment. This, is, this worked definitely much better because the way the load of the seat's working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Beautiful. Um, I haven't had a look at those uh, Plymouth Furies yet, but you know, as a as a as a youth who sort of um, 
obsessed with European efficiency and the look of European cars being so superior yep. to our, our American brothers. I, I've changed, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a converted a fan of them now. I, I actually understand the um, the sort of ethos of the design idea behind them, and these are incredibly flippant and affluent times in America. The the they just become besotted with uh, jet age travel. So you know, um, they've gone from prop to jets in uh, domestic and um, military airplanes, and so the. The cars echoed that whole period, that that Harvey Earl thing with the, f- the fins on everything and the um, tail lights that look like uh, cannon barrels, and yeah, it's just it's so flamboyant and so just incredibly over the top with the use of chrome, sure, sheet metal, yep, nothing's nothing at all is in uh, moderation. It's just it's like super in your face. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's that. You know, the whole Plymouth thing is sort of like it slipped through to the keeper on me. It's more of a, like, I get the Cadillac. I get the other GM sure. products. I get the sure. Ford products of the era, that type of thing. But brands, you know, those, the other brands. The Chrysler, because these are Chrysler. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Jesus Chrysler. And yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> in, in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah, they just don't. I, I don't know. They, I'm just not as excited by them. I don't appreciate them, but it's more through my ignorance than anything else. You did, know, like you whereas watch, I said, those caddies over there, yeah, whole different stratosphere for me compared uh, to those yeah, Plymouths. Yeah. Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. Uh, it, was, it was a fabulous. Um, I know HBO of the show. series, yep. and it was uh, about a guy who was about to die, and um, he knew he was going to die, so he meth decided to set something? up a meth lab in, yeah, yeah, sure. in his house and somewhere yep. else. Anyway, it's a great mm-hmm. story. Sure. But in that, there was a real ex... It was a policeman, ex-captain, hard, hard man. His name was Mike Ermintrout. Now, one of the things about that whole series was that it was... They went to great lengths to cast everything just perfectly. Okay. So Mike Ermintrout, he drove... He was like this hard man, said a little, did a lot. Sure. You know. Anyway, and uh, he drove a Chrysler LeBaron, and it had the played... Possibly one of the ugliest cars to come out of play, uh, North America. Well, I kind of... And when you got it, you know, it was kind of like, that was the thinking man's car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was, you know, he was nobody's dummy, and he knew what that car had to offer, and so that was his choice. Sure. And he was uh, persuaded by, um, you know, its, its, its virtues rather than its fashionability. Fair. And uh, so that's kind of like... And then uh, Walter White, who was the, um, the the drug manufacturer, the ice manufacturer, he drove this thing which kind of like the loser of all cars. <laughs> what was because, it? Because uh, I, I think it was also a Plymouth, a Chrysler product, and it had like... Um, it was like a, a soft rotor of the, I'm going to say, 90s? And it had uh, various body styles. You could like buy a hard top. I want to say duster, uh, but I don't. I don't know if it was. But it was kind of like I'll, I'll um, Walter White's car. I'll Google it in a minute. But if you you know if you saw somebody driving that car, you'd go, that is a loser. And the and the cars um, sort of echoed the personality of uh, of the characters. And it was really important because the guy, the sidekick of um, Aztec. Yeah, Pontiac as Pontiac. tech, and it was. Did, have you seen a picture of it? Let's have a look. Anyway, and um, Jesse, the sidekick of Walter oh White, drove a, a, a Tercel. Have a look at this car. Yeah, so I mean, it tells you the story. You know, if you bought that, you were 
overly cautious by nature. You're a bit of a loser. You watched your pennies too much, you know, in terms of... Um, right now, all I'm hearing is Volvo, Volvo, Volvo. He's a sick bastard. <laughs> he, um, I, I put myself in the Mike Ehrmantraut category with my Volvo. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Jesse drove a... Um, he was like a completely drug messed up punk kid. He drove a Toyota Tercel. You know, yeah, the, I, uh, I know exactly drive. what a Tercel is, yes. And so it's. I listened to a um, sort of synopsis on the whole show and how it related to How they to came the about the motor car yeah. choices? Yeah. There's one, one episode where um, Walter White's starting to make some real money out of uh, meth production. So sure. he, goes and, he goes and rents a, uh, the current series Camaro and spends a whole day in a car park doing donuts and just wearing out a whole set of tyres. Because it was kind of like the the affluence or the... Um, yeah, okay. The, not, I want to say affluence is... It's not the right word, but it's the, just the pure excess and the meaning meaningless nature yep. of that amount of affluence. Yeah. He just... It, it sort of dawned on her. It went to his head. Yeah, okay. And so normally this is a guy that would, like, watch every tank of fuel. Yes, yes. And this time he didn't. Uh-huh. And he ended up going over a ditch in it and sort of... Um, <laughs> from doing burnouts all yep. day. But it was an interesting statement on... Uh, um, I don't know, affluence and the meaning of money and all sorts of things. Sure. Great series. I recommend it to you. Well, I may watch it. Uh, look, do it. In, in, I think uh, a pinnacle moment of television, along with um, Mad Men, but Mad Men is different for, and, and good for totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, sure. Um, with regards to the um, cars that are here today. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. I just, where I, just are, to, yeah. I just want to point out some quite important cars that... Well, when I say important, they're definitely important to the owners, but that just the fact that they're here and the opportunity to see some of the cars that are here are very rare. For you know, They're not typical cars you see driving down the street. Well, there's, there's that guy who runs the online casino thing, Lee, yes. uh, and he's got how many, I think, six amazing supercars. You know, there are, uh, I think, two or three uh, Lambos, the, I think, three McLarens, McLarens up there. Mm-hmm. the Ford GT... Uh, stuff that Carrera. only Did he bring a Carrera yeah, GT? Carrera, a Carrera I haven't GT. been up there to have a look yet. Because of his um, his affluence, he's able to bring all of those cars to one place, mm-hmm. and then we you know we're lucky enough to see them today. Yeah, look, I'm, I feel very uh, privileged that we have someone in Perth who is, is is keen to share that with us. You know, because a lot of people who collect cars, and there are some very comprehensive and important car collections in Perth that very rarely see the light of day. Yeah. But the, yeah, sure the, I know the owner of that Bahama yellow car there. Yeah. You can't tell me it wouldn't be an entertaining day in his garage. Who I don't know who owns it. And what's, oh, what, else is, what else he got in his garage? He, own, he owns that blue Fulvia over there, lunch of Fulvia. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So how do you pick your favourite car? A punter has just come up to see us. Value, rarity. Whatever you want. It gets you here. It gets you. Yeah. That's right. Between well, the well, Solex. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you excited, you know, the... Um, what have worked out my top three are all 60s or 70s cars. Tell Perfect. us what are they? I have the C3 Corvette yellow one. So yes. I'm going to exclude that and not both main car, but it's very tempting. And what I'm left with is the, the Aston Martin. It looks like the Vantage. It's like a 74 or the Pantera. It's Mosso. Oh, yeah, the Pantera. Yeah, the little lightweight e-type. So far oh
Wait, how he well, starts conversations with his wife. There's only three, honey. So, yeah, <laughs> so t- tell me, um, I can't help but notice the uh, leniency towards the brands that come from the country of your accent. Right, okay. But remember, I was going to pick the C3 Corvette. That's so fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, the, I'm excluding that. So yep. I'm left with English, Italian, but with a US motor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yep. yep. Not hearing much German or Italian. You know, I think the Italian might need a bit more... Um, what about the French stuff? Or is it just because, you know, Poms and French don't like each other? It's actually called Frenchineering. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's, un- it's unconventional. There's no doubt about that. Breakthroughs and breakdowns. Maybe, yeah. a pal- maybe a pellet's just not matured enough Possibly. yet. Possibly. <laughs> maybe it'll come later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, anything too modern is a little bit... Like, you have to respect the performance, right? It's just, sure. It doesn't quite have the same desirability. No question. Uh, For me, they're, they're commodified. Yes, a little bit. You, you, know, you can just go and buy one. You, what are you talking about? Ferraris? Well, modern stuff. Yeah, okay. The, um, so the closest thing to my C3, but it's red uh, Ferrari. F40, Daytona. yeah. Oh, the oh, Daytona. The Daytona? Yeah. Daytona. Yeah. Similar sort of era, it's got the pop-up headlights, but it's just not as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, I do like the, um, the little blue Mondino. Oh. The, the back end of that looks very sick. Take a seat and talk into our microphone for us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just give me a moment. The, the, the back of the uh, Dino looks like the C3 Corvette. And actually Dates the C3 Corvette. So we have yeah. to nod nod some respect to the, the design work that's gone into that little blue Dino there. I think it's Pininfarina. That is a Pininfarina design. Yeah, the little, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. The, it's, got, uh, it's got the quad little circular um, tail yeah, lights. Yes, indeed. The C3, and it's got and, the flying buttresses the, as well. The cam yeah. tail, the, uh, the flat nature of the back, the tail yes, of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, beautiful. Now more, now, more importantly than all that, who are we talking to? <laughs> oh, I'm Lee. Lee Cunningham. G'day, Lee. How are you? I'm Mark. Yeah. This hey, is buddy. Simon. Pleased yep. to meet you, buddy. I think I saw one of your presentations. You had Derek as a guest. Oh, um, yes, okay. Back oh, when yeah. we were doing the uh, classic travel. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, in my the, shed. The little DT1 <laughs> motorbike. Yeah, yeah. And my first motorbike was a DT175. All right. Uh, that's uh, about three years later. Yeah. Oh, we, we're going to be your bloody day talking about this stuff, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Yamaha motorcycles. <laughs> Can we? And what, what car did you bring, Lee? So I brought the C3 Corvette. Yeah, okay. It's a 71, mm-hmm. yellow, 455, 454 big block. Yeah. Whoa. And what I like about it is it's in the same row as the GT40, and it's about the same height. It's very slightly taller yeah, than the GT40, really? but not much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it makes you realise how low they actually were. That GT40 is pretty nice for a modern car, isn't it? And and Paul explains to me that that's a modern one. It's slightly taller than the original GT40. Yeah, they're not actually. They're, it's it's actually, like 45 inches. It is apparently. actually called a GT, not a GT40. That car. Correct. Mm. Because I think they're 45 inches. Yeah, so they could very well be. Yeah. I have I have been fortunate enough to be next to a genuine <laughs> GT40, and they are. Noticeably, like so little. The C3 is about the same height as that. So yeah, about okay. 44 right. inches. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit taller, a little bit lower than the C4, which was also quite low. So Corvette your car was original with a 454. Yes, it was. Yep. And how did you come litres. by this? How did you come by this car? Um, so lucky for me, I found it um, being advertised by a guy in Hall's Head. Yeah, okay. Um, well, Hall's Head. Yeah. That's a great hunting ground down near Mandra. Corvettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down near Mandra. I was actually looking for about six months beforehand. And what I was, year is it? It's a 71. 71. And you were just looking for C3s generally? I was looking around the country yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, and most of them were popping and up. It had to be a C3? On the East Coast. Yes, it had to be a C3. I think the, the C2s have turned the corner. Yep. Gotcha. And you, 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 it costs you twice as much. Oh, no, but, uh, let's and not talk 
dollar yeah, value. No, no. Why that car is, why it, is, is its age? Is it is it something about it that happened for the C3 that you threw it? That's why I've got to have I that think, one. I think, again, if I look around the cars I like here, they tend to be of that late 60s, early 70s yep, era. Sure. There's something about that. I was born in 66. Yeah, okay. So it's something about that year. I can't explain the demographics, but that yeah. appeals to me. Who is the designer it, of that Albert Goetz? Uh, I think he drew it. I think he penned it. That's a good question. That's a good question. I would have yeah. to do because you know those Americans after the war they couldn't they couldn't get enough rocket engineers into the no, country. No, you're right. <laughs> That's right. You're right. We don't care. Come. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a low, a low car and it doesn't have a boot, which puts it in quite elite right, company. Yeah, yeah. If you look around here, yeah. So big engine at the front, big fuel tank at the back. Oh, that's a serious no engine. Boot. What brakes? That you sounds very Daytona, doesn't it? Discs all round. And nice. Independent oh, suspension on the back as well. Yeah. Oh, Has really? The, independent. The, tra- the transverse yeah. leaf. Yes. Correct. Okay. We won't Amazing. talk about that. <laughs> is it a fiberglass leaf or a steel leaf? Um, it's a composite. Okay. Steel and something plastic. else. Plastic. Yeah. Is, that what, is that what they call composite nowadays? Plastic? No, so the modern ones are pure composites, you're right. But this yeah. one's like a laminated steel. Yeah, yeah. sure. Interesting. Sure. You know, like the, yeah. the whole concept that why they were doing that and, yeah. and what, what the goal was. I think it was packaging. It was to, you know, rather That's than put question. springs in, which take up space and, and location length. of back axle yeah, and that sort of stuff. Question. Now, I know that those, those cars... Of like you know a bonnet to the horizon, correct? You know which a is big engine in there. Yeah, yeah. Look, and you got the big block motor, right? But the bonnet is still very long. It is. I know how big a big block motor is, and I know how long a C3 bonnet is, and they're very. You're right. There's a long way between. It's Tell almost me, E-type. How far back of, is yeah, it yeah. set? Dimensions. Yeah. How far back is it? So the, the engine's set remarkably rearward and remarkably low yep. as well. Yeah. Just and to get that central gravity. Where's the front axle in relation to the engine block? Feel it looks like well well ahead. Of the really? Okay, engine. so it's yeah. like a front. So all the way yeah, back. okay, so it's all like a front mid-mount type thing. So, so it absolutely keeps you warm in the winter. No <laughs> doubt about it. So it's like a massive. No phallus, cold feet, isn't it? Car. Really, absolutely <laughs> no cold feet. <laughs> That's right. The, um, I haven't been up to look at it. What colour is it? It's, uh, you can't miss it. It's the bright yellow, the big banana. Fantastic. I've just checked. <laughs> I've just checked. It was actually designed by Zora Arcus Duntov. I knew yeah. it had a Z in it. <laughs> another good, another good rocket engineer. Yeah, yeah. I uh, bet it. It, it did get. Um, Styled by Bill Mitchell from there you go. General Motors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the general manager was the guy who went on to the DeLorean was involved as well. From ah, the management right. point of view, okay. Interesting. Corvette mm-hmm. back in those days. And uh, what else you got in the garage? Anything else? Uh, the day cars is a Rex, a Subaru Rex, a more modern one. Sure. Yep. So just reminds me of my old Peugeot uh, 205. Yeah, yeah okay. Real, just a roller skate on wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a bigger garage because what I'd like to have would be something like a TR6. So okay. going back to that kind yeah, of English yeah, yeah. demographic, yeah. probably want to be a car would be a TR6, I think. I, you yeah. just don't see that many of them for getting around anymore. No, and and Paul explained to me as well, they're a little bit on the cusp now. They're so very, the, the very much on so. the E-types. So, th- so they'll, yeah. the so they'll probably kick just after you want one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, quite an easy car to convert if you bring one in from the States too, from left yes, to right. Yeah. Yeah, probably one of did the easiest Did a lot of them go to the cars. States? Yes. Did a lot of them go to the States? Huge amount. Yes. Most of them. Really? Most of them, yeah. Yeah. Most of them went well, state, okay. stateside. I'd be tempted with an RV8. Okay. You know, the MG RV8. Right. There's a few getting around Perth. Oh, there's quite a few in Perth, yeah. Um, you know, nice little V8. He's already got a V8. He's got the world's biggest V8. It could, you know, it could probably... He does. You can rotate does. the earth of big I, block like that. I'm not trying to boast here, and there's something about people with big engines, but do I have the biggest engine here, do you think? Napier. 7.4 litres. 7.4, maybe the Cadillacs. No, no, the Napier's like a 15 litre. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, no, the Napier, yeah, fine. <laughs> Apart from the Napier. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe some of the big rolls. And the, no, the yeah, what about those caddies? Some of those caddies must have big motors in them. Yeah, I don't know. 
So you, you, yours is a manual out. auto C3? So I like a manual, absolutely. But yeah. you probably noticed back in the 60s, people were a bit smaller. So I'm only about six foot two, mm-hmm. pretty average by modern standards. Yes. But when I'm in there, the steering wheel is pretty much on my knees. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I can imagine trying to drive a manual, you know, with 450 yeah. foot interesting. Pounds. An American car too. Clean. So it's a, it is an auto. It is an auto. Okay. What type of auto do they put in those yeah, things? It's a three-speed uh, 400, T400. They yeah, call okay. It. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a drag racing transmission. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Which is, you know, let's face it, that's what the car was designed for, wasn't it? Get off, get off the lines, leave two black lines. 235 rubber on it. So yeah. It will sit there if you floor it too high yeah, off the okay. lines and go nowhere. Does, um, <laughs> what's a rev range? Do you, you, you know, you, you don't use much over sort of 3,000. Okay. <laughs> but it's got one of those Rochester carbs on it with a big double choke. Yeah. So if you're sitting in third and you floor it and that choke opens, it's like it's dropped a gear. Yeah, okay. Wow. What it's doing is opening up another choke and it sits down, squats on the horse oh, yeah. and just takes off. And you I haven't like even changed that. gear yet. So if you keep putting the throttle down, eventually it will kick down and, and holy smoke, you know, it's, it's like a yeah. dragster. Yeah, oh, great. And, and well, it's look, fairly yeah. standard as well, right? It's yeah, okay. What a good thing. It's they a, don't have a, alloy a, heads or anything on them. They're, it's all within speed limits, of course, at all times. Of, yeah, of course. course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Indeed, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So were they all steel? Um, they so it's a steel alloy head sh- um, chassis with obviously carbon. Oh, yeah, oh, no, the, yeah, the, the engine, the motor. Oh, oh, right, absolutely. Yeah, it's like 300, Google that, 330 kilos, I think, <laughs> of engine under there. Wow. I think my Yaris motor is 82 kilos. <laughs> and, and get this, it probably puts out similar power. Probably. What's the power out of that thing? So I, about 300? So stock, they're about 365. Oh, no, like, that's putting yeah. out more than the Yaris. Yeah, yeah okay. and, and about... They reckon it's one foot pound per cubic inch. So yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a, well, that's a big number pounds. then. Yeah, isn't that, that that's actually you know um, parallels what's happened in the world? You know, like we carry in our phones the yeah. computing power to send yeah, you know, Apollo mate. thirteen, <laughs> and the same thing now with a, so a four fifty four. This obviously no electronics, purely analog experience, which is a wonderful thing if you've not mm-hmm. tried it. Yeah, it's, quite, it's pretty common here when you look at a lot of the cars. You, a lot you of know, these are analog. Yeah, um, but then the C four was. You know, and expl- explained up there as a more modern car starts to have microprocessors on it. You know, from okay. from what would you say, probably late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, and if you've got microprocessors yeah. from, from that 80s. era, that that's um, shit yourself get material. If something goes wrong, get, isn't it? Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, but I wonder. You know, they must do they? But they they make uh, replacement microprocessors that are now reliable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're probably right. Because you, you know, probably, and it's like such a big a, market. They sold so many cars. They, yeah, 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 they like would a, inevitably. A, yeah. You could probably replace a, a lambda yeah. meter measures the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in a whatever, what, still measure. Yeah, lambdas. Yeah, okay. how many lambdas are in there? <laughs> uh, everybody's a comedian today, Lee. Uh-huh. Seriously, you get that. It's, it's well, particularly as well. me. It's catching as well. You inspire people with your comedy. So, Mr. Blank, how are we, sir? Good, good. <laughs> you put on a good job here. Did your dad help? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Very good. And you could probably got three hundred cars here today, couldn't you? I'm sure. Uh, Young Mr. Blank is called by uh, Paul's son. Fifty-one-ish. Yeah. Okay. How, what's the total cars here today? One, Around 150. About 150 yeah. cars, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. You should be wearing a hat too, son. I've got sunscreen, but... Nah, come on. It doesn't matter. Jeez. Hey, you'll regret that in your 50s. <laughs> There's some fine uh, marking cars, baseball caps they're f- here. They're free. There's a size Put, here at Fitcher. They're mostly kids' stuff left, though. Put one of those on your head, son. Yeah. That's right. Just check. There's some, uh, there's some youth ones and some small, medium, adult ones. Just see what's yes. here. Mark is saving a youth here from skin cancer. It's a beautiful thing to see. Might be too small. And it's, you guys have got a lot of. Hey, nothing a good nice haircut work. won't fix. I was coming to say hi. Were you at the weekend drive group warehouse event? No, I would have liked to have been. Do you have a car here today? Oh, okay. No, um, G'day, how I don't today. I'm, uh, I've got a Lotus XL on its way from the UK. I've got a couple of old Volvos I'm playing with. 
and nice. nothing. I've had uh, two cars here in the past. I had a yeah, uh, Z4 M Coupe, right. which I really enjoyed. Let's have a chat once And I had a, uh, a Volvo Duet, which nice. is like a surfy, uh, woody yeah. sort of wagon. Sweet thing. Yeah, okay. And um, that's it for me. I'll come find Let me join the chat. I don't know if any of that's coming. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. A bit of a laugh. And yeah. look at that. That young man goes now with cancer protection on his nose. Yeah. yeah. And, well done. Like and a Mark and Cars logo. And a Mark and Cars logo. So to stay carbon neutral in the big block, I have to cycle 10,000 kilometres a year. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which is great. And it's great for the cardiovascular, but you, I, you oh know, my not God. good for the skin. So what sort of consumption does it? Or you don't even talk it's about it? It's actually not bad, because it's a Rochester. Um, yeah. I, I can get about 17 miles per the gallon out of that. That is amazing. Going easy on the throttle. And it must be uh, reasonably slippery through the air, too. Yes, it is. It's quite. Yeah. So right. it's, it's like it's, it's not. It's not working that hard. Correct. In fact, even when it's drag racing, it's not. Working and it's that got hard. so much torque. Just a feather, a yes. very light throttle will, will get yeah. you any where you need to go. Were you impressive. sort of like nearly wet your pants material when you you, you, you know, went to look at this thing and you realised it was a four fifty four, and not a three fifty or a, a deal three eighty seven? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely clinched the deal. They're starting to yeah. become a little bit rarer. Oh, I, I think they were made. Definitely. I think they were made in the ratio of about one to five big block to small block. In yeah. yeah, okay. So it's already added quite a bit to the rarity. Although it's a mass-produced car, the moment you go big block, you know, and also yes. the target top, it starts to... That 454, what else range. does it appear in? Is it a truck engine per se, like um, the, like the Ford, it'd 427? Been, it'd have been like the C10 trucks and all that no, sort of thing. It, it was a truck era. engine later on. It was yeah. a truck engine. Chev- um, General Motors don't put a motor in one car. No, they, you're right. Um, mm. So they Definitely. Did. Does it share... I didn't use it in the Camaro, I don't think, mm, but okay. it was used Is it an extension in... of the small block, or is it a completely different engine than the, the small block, what they call the... I think it's different. The mouse motor, 350. Yeah, the yeah. castings were a lot bigger. Okay, so it is and really... It's, it's a stroked 427, actually. Okay. So same bore as a 427, just a bit yep. extra. Yeah. A few mil, or in quarter inches I mean, on I'd, the stroke. I'm entirely besotted with the whole concept of having just that much power under your right foot. I think what it was when I was in the UK, I used to go to Santa Pod drag racing. So yeah, just yeah, that yeah. Sound of a yeah, tune yeah. V8. Yep. Okay, you want to know what cars they came in? Tell me, please. Chevrolet Caprice, seventy to seventy-six. Okay. Right. Chevrolet Chevelle. Chevelle. That's seventy right. to seventy-five. There you go. Monte Carlo, seventy to seventy-five. Yeah, these are all yep. big, big, long wheelbase coupe stuff. El Camino Ute. Oh man, I love yeah. El Camino. How good, how good would that be? I you love know? them. <laughs> GMC Sprint. You can and slow the, the planet down when you drop the clutch. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would. What those, a classic, uh, eh? Those Al Caminos based on Chev Impalas, ones with the horizontal fins that go, and then yeah, the, they look the amazing. Those, are, oh, that, hung. I think that's a much earlier version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, late 60s, yeah. Mate mm-hmm. of mine's got one in Melbourne, and he's got two pairs of uh, Elvis Presley sunglasses, you know, the ones with silver and the holes drilled yeah, in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whenever, when you ride in it, you've got to put these on, son. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. <laughs> yeah, a really big shot in that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so the C3 Corvette's famous. It's the only two-seater big block they ever made. So most other oh, cars would have been soon. Okay, yeah. Interesting, yeah. You know, utes, uh, as you say. Yeah, so. except for the El Camino, obviously. Uh, right, okay. Two-seater ute, was it? Single cab, was it? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, well, the El Camino okay. has a bench seat, Mark. Okay, there you go. So it's like, technically, you can get your best build by your and your buddy next to window. Or a dog. Yeah, or a dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So two seater, big block sports car. Yeah, ticks yep. all the boxes. <laughs> yeah, good uh, one. No microprocessors, purely analog, and it's a dragster. It's a good thing. It's the it's it's car of the show. What else is on the bucket <laughs> list? I'm, I'm, I'm finding it hard not to tick. Canvassing for my own car here. <laughs> <laughs> Number 65, I think it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, for the listeners out there. I might even give you a sympathy vote, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. So, well, the other thing about the C3 is when I first came to Australia in 97 from England, hmm. um, I, I, I sat in one. And I fell in love with it, and I couldn't afford it. How much? What's a football space like in a car like that? Pretty tight. With the motor spat far back, pretty it would tight. Be... Not a lot of storage. Yeah, not okay. a lot of storage. 
Um, mm. There's three little bins just behind the seat. Sounds a lot like it have, have a lot in common with that Daytona over there. <laughs> they're, they're not, they're, they are definitely, I'd like to say competitors, but I think that was a little bit more expensive than the oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably as much as one of the elite, factories that built the... Uh, three of the... But, but yeah. definitely yeah. the same era. Performance as well, fairly similar, believe it or mm. not. Yeah, I believe it would be. Got. One, but I'm sure they would. Uh, yeah, they would, they would get to the same outcome in very different ways. Yeah, but maybe a bit. More, I mean, I'd rather run my my big my big V8 than the Italian V12, though. To be honest, you know, think about the hip pocket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Are they a bit highly strung? I've not actually yeah. been in one. No, before. they're actually they're they're incredibly strong. Are they really? I mean, this yeah. is a car that will run yeah. in the uh, Daytona 12-hour, hour. Yeah. right? Okay, and, the, and uh, Le Mans 12-hour. They're, you know, they're a fabulously big, strong gearbox. I'm pretty um, close to you because the sun's moving. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Every, everything about them is built for endurance racing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, they pull more revs, but... Uh, Jack, Jack at um, Benzina did an amazing story on one. Mm, that's um, right, that, that racing one car. One of our previous guests. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, check out his um, Benzina magazine. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Like, the car was developed privately, not by the factory, through private teams, and yes. then that uh, feedback was, was given it was back. late in the series, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, um, yeah, it... It, all its major wins came from private teams, not factory teams. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, it was a good article. Good. Yeah, it was yeah. very interesting. Um, so I'm going to put it out there. I reckon the C3's just got it on looks, right? I'm obviously a bit, a bit biased, but... Wash your mouth. You know, be careful, be careful. <laughs> hey, you know, you know Beauty, Beholder... And the mirror's not here, you see. Yeah, so yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that's no mirror, right, that one? <laughs> I think my Suzuki Swift is gorgeous. <laughs> it's actually my wife's Suzuki. Yeah, okay. It's actually Granny's Suzuki Swift. So they reckon us. the C3 was a concept car that shouldn't have been, you know... Yeah, okay. It is incredibly flamboyant. Yes. You know, there's no question about that. They kind of Coke bottle styling. I've always been alarmed at how, from a top view, how phallic they are. (laughs) Silence. (laughs) Silence. I'm I'm thinking more female curves. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whatever floats your boat, yeah, for sure. I I think for a car to work, it's got to have some relationship to the uh, animal world. Like you know, the Jaguar is the prancing, yeah. the the, the compressed energy in the in the rear haunches, about to unload and push you forward. These Porsches have the same thing with the hip the at the right back. Stance they call you it. Look at stance, it's stance. Yeah. and you look at things like uh, Austin Healey's, whereas yes. the rear yes. guards are, yes. Yes. are sort of once again compressed energy yes. above the back wheel, yes. and then that that freedom, that long bonnet thing going forward. Yep. Um, I, and then I look over there at those um, Cadillacs and the Plymouth Furies, and I'm immediately taken to the hippopotamus. I was about to say the whale. The hippopotamus. Okay. <laughs> well, I think whales is a very elegant I, I, shape. Yeah, but I think oceanic because of the fins and, oh, yeah. you know, and also their size. Have a look at this yeah, yellow yeah, yeah. convertible here. Tell me if you don't see the back of a hippopotamus. Ha- and I just like saying I'll hippopotamus. Fasc- I'll tell you something fascinating <laughs> about that car. When it, when so, it arri- sorry, go on. Yeah, go on, go on you go. I'll, when that car arrived, the gentleman that drove it in, I would say he would be around 6'2"-ish. Right. His head was well above the windscreen. It must have the highest seat in it you've ever seen because it's got quite a low waistline at the door. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. So you could just about see from his waist up. <laughs> it's interesting. When, you've got a, when you're designing a car of that size, there are obviously inefficiencies you can just throw around like it doesn't doesn't matter you know yeah, there must be about maybe a foot of freeboard underneath the seat between it and the chassis or something because it's like that's a tall car and that's where they're putting batteries these days isn't it yeah exactly so using the car analog you've just reminded me of a clarkson quote so no offense against the 911 owners but he reckoned it was a bit like a, a pooch pooping it's got that kind of Maybe little yeah. doggy Look, a yeah, I don't know if you, I don't you say that, that and mind. say no yeah. offence to the owners. Yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting... Uh, it's a pooping... There, there is a slight a uncomfortableness to the, to the tail, isn't there? I don't see it. I do now. 
So when I see so the, the shitting e- dog is what you're saying, isn't it? It's having a crap. It's, it's a little dog, a little yappy one having a crap. Yeah, it is. A little yep. German thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. But um, have you me, that's ever that's driven that's a 911? I've been in one. I've been in a passenger seat. But you haven't driven one. It's an ex- no. They are experiential. Everything about them is about So I always joke the engine's in the wrong place, but the mm. engineers always say, no, actually it's in the right place, you know, because it's traction. Yeah, look, well, it's yeah. taken them to that white one over there to fix the understeer. Okay? <laughs> you so, need that many. How many microprocessors in that one? All of them. Okay? Oh, <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness aside, they can't have got it wrong for this long. So, so is that oh, bad look, engineering or good I, engineering? I don't know. Oh, look, I've, you know, we've... we've well, see, it was ra- profitable. We've, we've prattled about this. 50 years of production. Well, it wasn't profitable during the 80s. They nearly went bust. That's why the whole 928 thing came about, because they just weren't making any money out of them. But I, I've got a, a sort of theory that the, the human appeal of any car is its in, inefficiency. It, it's, fa- it's faults. Sure. It's failings. And to drive a, um, a 911 by the scruff of the neck and, and sort of master the thing takes a level of skill that you probably don't have in your um, yep. all these front engine cars. Well, where, the, where they've got that right is it is an attainable skill. It's yeah, just it's a, outside your threshold. ability, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than, oh, no, this is too hard and dangerous. I'm not yeah. going to persist with it. Yep. That's where the balance, I think, is quite right. Whereas, you know, the um, I imagine the oversteer on the C3 would be significant when you're getting under, you know, when you're pedalling hard. Look, with, was it 285 section tyres on the rear? I mean, yeah. when, for, to get them to let go... Oh, that's a good-looking thing. Lee's yeah, yeah, great Lee looking is car. tragic. He is. He's now showing us pictures of his Corvette. Yeah, this. <laughs> in fact, I suspect <laughs> Lee may very well have a photo on his bedside table of his car <laughs> that's in his own garage. That's right. The one with his wife is facing <laughs> down yeah, on, that's the, on the right. bedside yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. My wife is very accommodating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. She's as yellow as that car, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and just to top matters off, he is thinking about voting for his own car in the People's <laughs> Choice, everyone. I encourage oh, him. That will stop them voting. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, at least you know one vote, Lee. You know. So you, yep. you came here, was it 93? 97, I 97. think. 97. 97. Must yep. have relaxed the immigration laws at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Aberdeen. <laughs> From Aberdeen. Aberdeen. So oil and gas? That were brought yes, here? yes, oil and gas, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Mechanical. Well, we need Mechanical you. Mechanical engineer. We need you in this place, and, um, buying our... But we have a bit of a saying, no, yeah, no offence, uh, that the, the French engineering is so good that often they... It, there's a saying that it works in practice, let's see if it works in theory. Right, so sometimes they can be over-engineered. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So normally you start off in theory, then you see if it works in sure. practice. They they go the other way. Those keep chucking rocks. Like the yeah. Eiffel Tower, right? Mm-hmm. They, Indeed. they built it and they thought, yeah, that shouldn't work, right? Then that's reverse. There it is. It. It I, did, so. I hear the French are really good at nuclear subs. They are. They are. That's why we stopped buying the diesel ones. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. they didn't want to make diesel ones. They, it was <laughs> we us, got out of that one. <laughs> us that talked them into it. Classic. It was the Australians that said, no, no, we don't want nuclear. We don't want your nuclear subs that you're the best at in the world. We'll get you to convert those to so bloody uh, diesel, so, diesel electric. So I won't vote for my car, but I made a case for it to be the best, the best in the show. Well, now, uh, what are your look, thoughts on hydropneumatic suspension? Yeah, it's a bit overcomplicated. Now, I, having said that, my parent, my father used to have a Maxi, which I think had hydroelastic I did too, yes. Suspension. We yeah, have four yeah. Maxis. Well, what, uh, is it going design? In one right? year. <laughs> yeah, no, over about 15 years. Okay. Is it going design? Yeah, yeah. last ever design? Yep. And it was a masterpiece, you know, way ahead of its time. You could yeah. put the back seats down and there was room for a, you know, double bed in the back. So we used to go camping with it yeah. and, you yep. know, the what, whole family what, could what stop. What car is this? British uh, Leyland. Maxi. Leyland Maxi. Okay. It's sort a Jonas design a, and hydroelastic suspension. Leyland. Yeah. Now, there's a brand that... Five door. You know, yeah. Never that, really... 
suffered from the accountants. They did, you know. Yeah, a lot of great engineers, worst enemy. There were accountant. a lot of great engineers in BMC who yep. were just handcuffed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and also, that was the the Thatcher era unionism on the rise. Um, you know, many bad things going down for British industry. We've we've heard a story from a 911 owner who said the the biggest problem at Porsche is keeping the accountants out because they'll yeah, save I'm, a few cents, Phoenix here and there. Yeah, I believe euros it. here and there, and it will you know destroy the. It does. The name for that year. There's a history yep. of uh, It'll leak oil when or the something or, you know. when the enthusiast, the the passionate person who yes. pens these things, who comes up with the ideas, yes. meets the accountant. That's when the bubble bursts. How do you it's reckon like, they get around that at Ferrari? Oh, well, that, they're, they're, although they're, that's they clearly evolved, but different. you know historically, we're going to build it. Let's just hope to Christ it no, sells. No that is you quite they got right, rid of all the accountants. That is a, a, a living in the realm of the unknown. It's like. Uh, well, let's make it. Let's see what happens. If uh, someone buys it, uh, that'd be good. I don't know if they speak with that accent. They'd probably say it in Italian. <laughs> That's, <Okay. right. laughs> That's my Italian. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you often talk about that. Like you mentioned BMC, you mentioned Porsche or slash V-Dub, right? But how has Ferrari gotten away with it? Have, well, have they massive, been bailed out by Arabs yeah, they in the have. past? Or they were owned by the, the state for years. Um, and then a Jeep oil company, I think it is, bought them. Uh, and then they've had all sorts of suitors. But fortunately, all of them are, are Italian. But the roots of the company go back to racing. So Win on Sunday. Yeah, win on Sunday. And that's passion. You know, that's yep. really the uh, um, the whole essence the whole behind it. You know, that's why people forgive it. Or it's, it's failing. You're absolutely right. An right. 18-year-old child's just arrived and it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> He is mine. With folks. no shoes on. No shoes on. He's wearing socks and no shoes. Bloody hell. Well, I have a 19-year-old. I couldn't get him here today. So what, what, about, what, about his, <laughs> what about his Mark Cavendish so well cycling glasses? That's it. <laughs> he's a good-looking boy. <laughs> well, look at he, Look at the stock he's cut from. That's it. I was going to mention So I tried this. to get my family here. They're like, yeah, off you go. Send me some pictures. G'day, Monty. You know? What are you up to? <laughs> All right. Hey, we're just going to say, Lee, it's been great fun. Thank you so much for stopping by. If you see any large-breasted young women out there, send them over. Good luck. Great to meet you, Lee. Good on you, buddy. Monty, did you you drive or did you walk? I drove here. You drove? What did you drive in? Which one of my cars did you drive in? The Volvo. Ah. This boy's been up uh, the wheat belt. He's just got back from schoolies. Yeah. Good time? That wasn't bad. He yeah. says it wasn't bad. Then I was speaking to his girlfriend this morning. She was telling me about all these fabulous events. Yeah. Schoolies is a big deal, isn't it? 10,000 kids. Where, where, whereabouts did you go to schoolies? Where is it? Uh, yelling up. Like, yeah, okay. Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. What are you up to? And you decided to come down and have a walk around? Is yeah, Brianna no. with you? Uh, she's at home. I she's at home? Down to Frio. Just had a look at some clothes and then... Okay. Yeah. Very good. You got to yeah. talk to that Michael, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> have you had a look around yet, Mon? Uh, no. I Like, they asked me... Um, where are your shoes? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they asked you? <laughs> no, they were like, um, what, like, what are you doing here? I was just said I was looking for my dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you scam so your way you, in? Are you no, I paid you for a kid's, um, $10 kid's pass. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm what, proud of you. What a yeah. classic. <laughs> they were like, oh, what's the point of paying for adults? So I was like, kid's pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you picked a favorite car? Anything taken your eye? Uh, the R34 upstairs. R34, you are yeah. a modern man, aren't you? R34? Yeah, Skyline. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. familiar with what one is here. Yeah. Okay. No, it's nice. Nice one. What colour is that one? Uh, it's blue. Blue. Yeah. Standard it'll, rims? It'll look better with those wheels stacked up next to it yeah. on it, don't you think? It's a oh, set of white cool. wheels next to it, yeah. Simon. Is there? Sta- yeah. They would look better on it. They look like, yeah. like the track wheels. That what are, are the wheels doing there? Why is that? 
I really don't Burnout know. Wheels. I really don't know. Yeah. Boom, tish. Hang on, I reckon I've got one of those noises. Hang on, ready for it? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> love it. I love it. Oh, jeez. And um, so, Monty, what have you been doing down in the yard, uh, working on the bins, have you? Uh, yeah, at CBH, yeah. The, yeah. Um, What's that, a bit of sweeping? Yeah, a bit of sweeping, standing in the sun. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Worthwhile? Uh, what's that? It's been worthwhile? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been good life lessons and that. It's like, it's it, what it well, is. We'll broach on that a little bit. Monty was telling us this morning he was nearly crushed oh, to death yeah. by a front-end loader. <laughs> I mean, seriously. That, well, He's got a scar on his face. Yeah, just here. And the, the bucket of the thing, the guy couldn't see Monty because of the bucket, the yeah, size of the bucket. There was like a big When did spill. that happen? Oh, um, about two weeks ago, Friday. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah he copped a good one. Yeah. And good you know, it's like a front-end loader would just cut him in half and wouldn't even know about it. I tell, oh, you, yeah. I tell you what's going to be good about that, Monty. When you can actually grow a credible beard, unlike this thing you've got going on now, <laughs> no, right? I just shaved it. That'll be a, that'll be a um, that'll be a good line for your sideburn, hmm. so you'll know where to go to. Yeah. Fine Mark haircut, up. though. Look at oh. him. Fine haircut. No, I need to get a haircut. <laughs> you, just, you said that. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll quote that. Your yeah. mother will know. Yeah. Classic. So. And um, yeah. So with regards to Lee, was a bit of a character, wasn't he? Yeah, Simon? I liked Lee. Yeah. I, he, was, uh, he was up for a chat. He doesn't mind a Corvette. No, he, does, he loves that Corvette. I just think anybody, uh, if you, you shouldn't own a car unless you're enthusiastic about it. You've got some uh, sense of ownership. and uh, Yeah, well, he's definitely um, enthusiastic. Yeah, he's invest. what do they say, emotionally invested. Yep, which is, they're the best enthusiasts, aren't anyway, And you know, they? if you're driving things for um, entertainment value, 454 cubic inches is a lot of entertainment. Yeah, there's no doubt, especially in a little car like that. Oh, yeah, and I bet it makes a good noise. Because oh. we've had this conversation before, but noise is very important. If it makes a good noise, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, I reckon that we might wrap it up because you're going to go and do an auction shortly. Yeah, three o'clock. Three I'm o'clock. auctioning off a ride in a Ferrari F40, mm-hmm. a ride in a McLaren. You're not allowed to vote, son. Oh, Sorry, no it's voting. Not a, from it's you. not a vote. It's no, an auction. Uh, no bidding from you. Bidding and from a, a McLaren yeah. Elva, um, auctioning off a ride in that. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't appeal to me. Um, the wood one, you're in the inside, let me tell you. Uh, the car itself I'm talking about. <laughs> the um, Yeah, so I'm auctioning off a whole bunch of stuff for, um, what is it, Wheels of Hope? Yep. Which is the wheelchair um, charity for, you know, looking after children that are going yeah, in and great. out of hospitals mm-hmm. with wheelchairs. Yeah, fantastic. It's a good thing. All right, then. Well, um, well it's, it's been fun, Mark. It has. It's been good fun, good um, podcast. We, this is our last one for the year, everyone. We will resume in January. And... Um, Thank you all for listening throughout the season. We have them all, all the podcasts for the season are up there on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred listening platform. Please don't hesitate in getting in touch if you'd like to be a guest or you've got a story to share with us. Thank you very much for what you've uh, contributed so far this year, Simon. Mark, the same to you. Thanks for your your organisational whiz behind this. And uh, I was say thank you very much. You've done a great job and um, it's good to have a voice. And the uh, platform to air it. Um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, son. And you. And, and uh, to the listeners as well. So yeah, uh, stay safe out there and enjoy the drive, everyone. Cards and letters rolling in, folks. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye.